Getafoch, everybody. So I'll tell you, Maisa, you know, it's uh, Shabbos Hanukkah. It still is Hanukkah, so I'll tell you a Hanukkah, Maisa. There was a, a, a Yid, a Chassid of Remendel Rimenov. So let's call him Yankel. So this, uh, this Rabbi Yankel, his custom was that every year with Mesir Snefesh by Hilke by Kruk, he would be by Remendel Rimenover for the first night of Hanukkah to see the Rebbe's lighting for the first night of Hanukkah. This was the highlight of his year. This was his Indian. He'd always go to the, uh, to the Rebbe to Remendel Rimenover for the first night of Hanukkah. Okay. So one particular year, he's planning the trip. That's always what it goes. You know, it's not easy on him and the family. He didn't live, you know, across the street. It was a nice, a nice trek. But this is something that he always looked, looked forward to and his family uh, respected. That's what he did. So one particular year, as he's preparing to make the trip, so I don't know how much in advance he heard about this, but at least the day uh, of Erev Hanukkah, a very, very, very bad storm rolls into Hishtetl and the surrounding areas, and it begins to snow. But not uh, slight flurries. We're talking about heavy, heavy-duty snow, a very serious, serious storm. And so his wife turns to him, he says, Yankel, you know, listen, I know every year you go to Remendel Rimenover, but this year it's, like, it's impossible. It's impossible. The roads are all, it's all iced over. It's all frozen over. You, you can't see it. It's, it's mamish dangerous. It's dangerous to go. You can't go this year. So Yankel says, I, I, I can't imagine myself not being by the Rebbe the first night of Hanukkah. I, I have to. I have to. That's why he says, Yankel, it's bekoch nefesh. It's, it, it's dangerous. It's, it's pashat. You're, you're putting your life in danger. You can't do this. And she says, and he says to his wife, listen, I, 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 it's bekoch it's bekuach nefesh for me not to go in Ruchnis. I, I have to go. So they're arguing with him, trying to convince him. He's not being convinced he's going. Okay? So he bundles up, hat, scarf, the whole deal. And he starts trekking out. And only, you know, a little bit of time. He's traveling. It's snowing. It's freezing and so on. But at some point in time, he realizes that his wife was right. And it's, and it's becoming impossible to travel. So much so that it becomes like a whiteout, you know, and he can't even see his way around. He begins to get lost. He can't see five feet ahead of him and he becomes he begun, begins to he begins to feel sort of the uh the beginning of hypothermia and he begins to panic a little bit it's not much dangerous and he's regretting maybe it was the wrong thing to do so he does what any kid can do at that moment he turns his head to heaven his eyes to heaven he says I, I, I need a yeshua i need a miracle you know that i'm doing this not for my sake it's easier just to stay home and it's harder on my family why am i doing this because I feel for the tikkun of my neshama, I need to be miskasha, I need to have a connection to the tzaddik. So that's why I'm doing this. Rabbi Neshom, maybe it was a mistake, but I, I, I need help. I need help. Please help me. And so all of a sudden, he notices after his davening, the corner of his eye, he notices there's a cave. Never noticed it before. All of a sudden, there's a cave, some shelter. So he runs to the cave to get out of the, to get out of the snow, to get out of the winds. And he goes in the cave. And once he enters you know, into the into the cave, he notices that this is not a little cave, this is deep, it keeps on going. And so he goes further in a little bit to get away from the winds and the cold. And as he goes into the cave, he begins to see all the way, all the way into the cave, there's this glow coming from the deeper recesses of the cave, as if there's some light that's coming from deeper in. So maybe it's a sign of, of life, maybe there's someone there. So he continues on into the cave, and he's following this light, until eventually he gets to this like sort of inner chamber in the cave where the light is coming from, and he comes into this place, and he sees the, the, the most strangest thing in his entire life. In this chamber, in this inner part of the cave, the entire area, which is a sizable area, 
was filled from top to bottom, every single inch, which with hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of, of wicks. Wicks, like for a candle, for Hanukkah candles, wicks. This is the strangest thing in the world, an old nowhere. And then he notices to the side, there's a desk with an old yid, with a hadras upon him. And this yid is sitting by a desk with a big, with a big mound of wool, of cotton, and he's making wicks. And he makes a wick, he puts it to the side, and millions of wicks. So he looks like in shock, what in the world is going on over here? So he looks at this yid, and this uh, tzaddik-looking yid looks at him and says, you know, uh, who are you, what are you doing here? And he's, you know, he's like, okay, my name is Yankel so-and-so, and I was traveling to Remendel Rimenover for the first night of luck, and I got lost, and I saw this is cave, and, and I saw the light, and, and I followed, and that's why I'm here. And uh, he says, and, and, and who are you? <laughs> what is this place? And so the, the, the it says to him, I am Matisio Kain Gadol. My name is Matisio from Hanukkah. And he said, these, all these wicks that you see, every single one of these wicks is another Nisham of Yid. And I'm preparing all these wicks to be lit up, to be ignited with the coming of Mashiach. And he said to this Yid, he said, Yankel, you're going to remember the Rimen so I want to give you a message to tell the tzaddik. You tell Remendel when you get to see him, that tell him in my name that it's time to start lighting up neshamas. And he should know, as soon as he lights up one neshama, the rest will, will catch fire too. And it's just, then, then, then it's just a matter of time. But you got to start, just light that one neshama, just light that one neshama really, really stark, and the rest will go up in flame. You know, uh, snap his fingers, whatever it is, and the next thing you know, the next thing this yankel knows, he wakes up in the base medrash of Remendel Rimenover, right by the tzaddik. Remendel's holding the shamish, about to light the first hadlaka, the first candle. And that's out of nowhere. And Remendel looks at him, he says, Oh, Yankel, do you have a message for me? So he's like, he gathers himself and he says, Yeah, the message that I'm here to tell the Rebbe from Atisyoka and Gadol is that the Rebbe has to light up one neshama. You light up one neshama, and all the neshamas will, will, take, will take a flame as well, and will be done. And so the Rebbe says, oh, Gavaldik, thank you for relaying the message. Let's get started. And with that, he lights the Hanukkah candles. It's a crazy story. Don't ask me what it means. I have no idea or how it happened to face. But something to take away from it, you know, we light the Hanukkah candles. You know, we're not just, we're not just lighting a, you know, we're not just lighting a match and then igniting a, a, a Hanukkah candle. The, the, the davening, the bakasha, the hope is that we're igniting ourselves, igniting the shamas. That, that's the acre thinking. There, Hashem Nishmas Adam, a human being is compared to a candle. And that's what the Hanukkah candle is. We have to remember this, you have to believe. Like Matasyo Kain Gadol told Remendel Rimenover, you ignite yourself, you catch on fire, then your family catches on fire, and their friends and neighbors catch on fire, and everything else ignites. The nature of fire is that automatically, you know, touching fire means the fire spreads. The nature of fire is to spread. And when an Hashem is on fire, automatically that fire spreads. Our collective tefillah and our collective hope for ourselves and for each other that we should catch on fire, Pashat. Catch on fire with Tyre and Avaida and Chasadim and Pnimistek and Yiddishkeit. And with that, the fire of Yiddishkeit, the fire of Amuna, the fire of Avaida Hashem will spread. Mamish like a like a like a like a wildfire and a holy wildfire to bring everything back to Rabbi Nishlaim. She was to experience that and she have a good vach, a mazdik vach, a simchadik vach. Bivies called tzedek mehervimin. Amen.